Good morning, Church. 弟兄姐妹们平安。My name is Bing Chen. I'm a pastor at ECC Redmond Campus, home for the ECC Redmond people. For all of you from west of here, a warm welcome. You know, I'm originally from west of Seattle as well. It's a place you guys call China. I pastor the Mandarin congregation, and usually I preach in Mandarin. But I guess it's because of its Pentecost, so I was asked to speak in another tongue. So what we are doing here? Why kindred on this Pentecost Sunday? Well, for the past seven weeks, African American Christians, Caucasian Christians, Asian Christians. From Damascus International Fellowship, University Presbyterian Church, and Evangelical Church of Seattle, have joined as a kindred to fellowship, to serve, to witness, and to worship together. So today, on this day of Pentecost, we drove from all over the places to Marymount Park to meet in cars and praise our Lord God in one voice. But that is not all. Because kindred on Pentecost is not just about three churches. You see, according to Acts chapter two, we just read it. When the days of Pentecost had come, they were all sitting together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound, like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among the disciples, and a tongue rested on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were beginning beginning to talk in other languages, as the Spirit had given them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and and this sound the crowd gathered. And was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, "Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language?" Verse eleven: We heard them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. This is God's word. So on the day of Pentecost, after Jesus was crucified, for the first time in history, the gospel was preached in all languages through the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why today Christians from all over the world still celebrate God's mighty work in history on Pentecost. But that is not all. Because kindred on Pentecost is not just about the Christians. You see, Pentecost did not just happen in Acts chapter two, but way before that. The word Pentecost, by the way, simply means fifties in Greek. Pentecost is the fiftieth day after Passover. Do you remember the first Passover, when God 
delivered the Israelites from the slavery of Egypt. It was on the 14th day of the first month of the Jewish calendar. The Israelites left Egypt and arrived Mount Sinai on the very first day of the third month. Then they waited for three days to meet God on the top of Mount Sinai. So, for you A students out there, uh, which just means average students in Pesach's book, right? From the 14th day of the first month, and then the second month, and then three days, that adds up to about seven weeks, right? I hope all my kids get it, get your math right. Otherwise, you might have to find another family. That is why the Jewish people today also celebrate Pentecost as the day when God gave them the Ten Commandments and the law and entered into a renewed covenantal relationship with Israel. Now, if we compare the Pentecost, the 50th of the old, and the Pentecost, the 50th of the new, there are some common threads. There were both wind and fire. There was God coming down. There were covenantal relationships being renewed and sealed. And there were praises of God's mighty work. Yet, we see some differences. On Pentecost of the old, Moses had to walk up to meet God. On Pentecost of the new, God came down to meet people. On Pentecost of the old, everyone was scared. On Pentecost of the new, everyone was amazed. On Pentecost of the old, the law was given. But on Pentecost of the new, the gospel was given. On Pentecost of the old, Moses was the mediator between people and God. On Pentecost of the new, Jesus was the mediator before people and God. On Pentecost of the old, the 12 tribes of Israel become the chosen people to bless the nations. On Pentecost of the new, the disciples, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, became the chosen people to bring blessings and hope to the nations. That is why Jews and Christians both celebrate Pentecost. But that is not all. Because kindred on Pentecost is not just about Jews and Christians. You see, people in the world have been searching for meaning and God in all sorts of places since the day of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 11, the Bible tells us that people got together, they tried to build a tower whose top will reach the heaven. And they wanted to make for themselves a name. Otherwise, they would be scattered on the surface of the earth. So they were arrogant, they were proud, they were in defiance of God's commandment, a direct consequence of the fallen of their ancestors in the Garden of Eden. And God 
judged them. Do you remember how God judged all those people? Their language was confused. They had one language, but now they could not understand each other, and they were scattered all around the world. So people were trying to reach heaven, but they were doing this for human pride and arrogance. That is how humanity was divided, scattered. That is words. That is where all the confusing languages, warring nations, conflicting cultures, and discriminative social classes came from. That is why the Israelites underwent the excruciating nationwide oppression by Egypt's slavery system. After being delivered from the hands of the Egyptians for seven weeks, they eagerly looked forward to Mount Sinai, where they can meet God. But then, they had to wander in the desert for forty more years to become a holy nation before they could enter the Promised Land. That is why the disciples. They underwent the persecution by the Romans and the Jewish religious system, after Jesus' redemptive death and resurrection. For seven weeks, they eagerly waited for the coming of the Holy Spirit, as Jesus promised, because they wanted to have the Counselor, the empowerment, the presence of the Lord God. But then. They spent their lifetime to learn what it means to live is Christ and to die is gain, and that is why we are still living in a society where brutal injustice can be done to George Floyd in daylight, in a world full of violence, injustice, self-centeredness, greed, hatred. Idolatry and brokenness. For seven weeks, we as the kindred churches came together to go beyond our color blindness, so that we can see what God sees in people groups. But then, we must practice loving God, loving people, and joining God's mission in answering the brokenness of the world with the hope. Of the gospel of the Jesus Christ. That is why the first Pentecost of the gospel in Jerusalem was、uh, every language. The gospel was, was preached in every language of every nation under heaven at the same time. Do you know what that means? It means at that moment, the divisions in humanity. Expressed through language and cultural differences, was overcome. Those divisions were presented in Genesis chapter eleven as the judgment of God for human pride from our common ancestors. But on the day of Pentecost, that curse of the Tower of Babel was removed. 
But do you know what's even more wonderful? Notice the long list of names of places in chapter two of Acts, chapter two, verse nine to eleven. Parsians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the district of Libya around Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. It certainly seems tedious to read all those big names, but God had inspired Luke to painstakingly put down all those names to show the generations to come that the confusion of tongues, the curse, and the Tower of Babel was not undone by replacing those confused languages with one common language. Instead, the languages and the cultures were redeemed, just as every one of your past history is not being thrown out, but redeemed. The tongues were redeemed to proclaim the mighty deeds of God. Communication of the Spirit actually took place through the diversity of languages and cultures represented in that long list. So, from the Tower of the Babel. To Mount Sinai, to Jerusalem, from the fallen people to Moses to Jesus, from the judgment to the law to the gospel, from the Israelites to the disciples to the nations. Do you know what God was doing here? Listen, God was expressing His ultimate intention to unite people from every tribe and language and people and nation under the rule of His Son Jesus Christ. Providing reconciliation through His body and access to the Father by one Spirit. Now that is what Pentecost is. That is what Kindred is, and that is why we are here today. So, practically, what does that mean to us? Number one, it means there is no language that no culture. Has precedence over any other in Christian faith, because they were all reached once on kindred. So if I'm a Chinese and I'm a Christian, do I look like European to you? No, I'm a Chinese Christian. You are African American Christian. You are Caucasian Christian. You are an Asian Christian. Kindred embraces our different levels of emotional expressiveness, our ways of understanding the time and punctuality. Our ways of arguing and reasoning, our unique narratives of journey with God, and our unique food and even hairstyle. Number two, it means that every culture is under the curse of the bamboo, to some extent. But through our mediator Jesus Christ, the Christians now have a redeemed identity, which includes the cultural and racial elements. It means kindred. In kindred, we are still in our cultures, but we are above our cultures. The imbalances and brokenness in our historical, cultural, and racial background are being healed by the blood of Jesus, into scars reflecting God's glory and grace. Number three, because the curse of Babel has been reversed, people who were once divided, who were at each other's throats, are now brought back together as one. The fire of God's justice among Sinai had come down unto Jesus. 
whose blood on the cross has borne all the curses of injustice, so that we could have the fire of grace of the Holy Spirit to passionately love each other. That means kindred is not just for you to come and get comfortable. This is a gracious community for you to speak and listen inter interculturally to build trust beyond our Islocentric tendencies to resolve conflicts through the power of the Spirit and to live out gradually, slowly, but surely the undoing of the sinful nature that has come into humanity and are dividing us today. Finally, number four, in kindred, the barrier has come down so that we can show the world how humanity can be healed under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It's a place to walk humbly with our Lord to bring the good news of justice and grace to this broken society, to passionately love people who are suffering and to bring them into, into the eternity life of Jesus Christ. Do you want to join kindred? I want to be part of kindred. Praise the Lord.